Duke Energy says the best way to avoid billing surprises is to track your use. Duke Energy customers who have a smart meter can sign up for a usage alert. Similar to data alerts you get from your cell phone company, a budget can be set for the amount of your monthly energy bill and receive notices when you're approaching your limit. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232. Duke Energy presents Stage and Stuff, promoting arts and entertainment in and around Hendricks County. Interviews conducted by Peg Glover and Deanna Hinesley, with commentary by Amy Scott and Shane Ray. Hello, this is Deanna Hinesley, and I'm your host today for Stage and Stuff. Uh, on this program, we talk about things that are going on in the arts and entertainment world, and my co-host is with me today, Peg Glover. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I'm glad you're you're here with us today, Peg. I and am too. I love doing this. Me too. Uh, lots going on right now with Christmas nearly upon us, and um, so I got my Christmas tree up this year, um, earlier this week, and putting my lights outside. How about you? Do you have some cookies well, baking or anything? I, I do. <laughs> I have been real busy getting the inside of my house. I have an old historical home that lends itself really well for Christmas decorations. It would. And I always tell myself I'm going to pull back next year, but I never do. <laughs> I always add a little bit more. But I can't really do the outside because we don't have an electrical feed. Ah, well, so I need a house like that. Well, That's true. Yeah, it would be fun to be able to have that, but on the other hand, it's really nice not to have to take it down. That's after true. Christmas. Well, I put up so many lights that my husband said, "Could we close the drapes and not show our Christmas tree taller?" <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. <laughs> so there's so much going on right now. Um, Entertainment-wise, there has been already early December, and yeah, we've got the Nutcracker coming up. Uh, that will the be weekend fun. before Christmas, yes, at Danville High School, put on by the Children's Ballet. And Anne Johansson was our guest last month. That's so true. So right a, here in Hendricks County. Exactly. For the first time That's ever performed in Hendricks County is the Nutcracker. And that age-old um, lighting tree down by or on the Indianapolis Circle. Oh, I know. We can go drive by, walk by. Isn't that lovely? Oh, it is lovely. As a matter of fact, I just saw it last night. I went to see Celine Dion ah. at Bankers Live, and she was fabulous. Great Absolutely show, sure. fabulous. Mm. And uh, as my friend and I were walking to and from uh, Bankers Life, we stopped and looked at Monument Circle, and I said, it's so great to see it. It's, it's wonderful to see a tradition like that continue. It sure is. As it would be downtown in Danville. The lighting of the downtown Danville Square is always very nice, too. So we have... It sure is. Right here downtown in our uh, our county seat and nearby things, too, in our larger city. So Yes. Well, we have um, Newfields, speaking of oh, lights, yes. at the Indianapolis Museum of Art. That's always fabulous. It's beautiful. And I'm going to have so much fun with that this year. I'm going to go with my daughter and three grandsons. What fun. So this this will be fun. It'll be the first time I will have gone with little boys. Ah, that'll be fun. <laughs> I think so. It will. You know, you often see things through children's eyes when you're with them. That, you do. That you miss if you don't have little kids around. So I'm excited about doing that. Well, that's fun. Well, speaking of music and all those grand things, we have with us today as our guest, Angela Pulliam. And Angela is the newest concert master of the Hendrix Symphony Orchestra. So welcome. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here today. And we're going to learn a little bit about you and about 
what a concert master does. Awesome. I look forward so. to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you started your musical interest pretty early in your life, didn't you? Um, I, I wouldn't say I w- started my musical interest young. I, I definitely started young, but it was mostly at the prompting of my parents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh-huh. I didn't really get into music like myself and wanted to pursue it until I was about 16 or 17. Okay. So... So were your parents musical? They were. Both of them Are. were. Well, yes, yeah. Both of them were musicians themselves. And so they they really valued being a musician and wanted to pass that along to their children. So they started okay. us all very young. So you have siblings that also are in music? Yes. I, I have three older siblings. Um, and two of them are violinists themselves. And one is a pianist. And... Uh-huh. You know, it made for interesting trio and quartet because there's not a lot of music for three violins. So, (laughs) you know, looking forward, we're going to add a cello and a violist in the family at some point. Make a good quartet. That's a good goal to have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so you didn't really then start uh, in earnest until you were actually a teenager. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's pretty interesting and gives um, all of us hope that we could start a little <laughs> later and you don't have to start it as a small child to oh, yeah. attain some yeah some value. Did yeah. you have any kind of pivotal moment, one of those what they call, like Oprah says, aha moments, when you decided <laughs> that, hey, I think this is something I want to pursue seriously? Yeah, I, I definitely had one of those. Um, so like I, I started violin when I was five years old. Um, and like my parents, you know, definitely pushed me and helped me practice and kept me on the ball. But it wasn't until, um, I was about 16 or 17 and I was playing in an orchestra, um, a youth orchestra where I lived and I was actually the concert master of that orchestra and we played a piece by Ravel and like, I, I just loved playing it so much that it kind of clicked in my brain it was one of those aha moments and Mm -hmm. like I just I just fell in love with that piece and it kind of turned me on to music and (laughs) and I'm still pursuing it now so (laughs) interesting that one song like that would change your life basically I've heard other people say pretty much pretty much yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's interesting so was that when you were at the Atlantic I'm sorry, Atlanta, Atlanta <laughs> Symphony. Um, it that was actually the Athens Youth Symphony. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, pretty interesting. So you come from the Deep South. I do, I do, which mm-hmm. is actually very interesting because my neither of my parents are Southern, um, okay. but you know I was raised in the South, so I have a lot of Southern mannerisms and whatnot, and I say y'all a lot, but good. <laughs> most people are like. Where's your accent, though? So, yeah. Uh, to be clear, uh, it's Athens, Georgia. Yes, Georgia. Oh, yes. In Georgia. <laughs> yeah, born and raised in uh, Georgia, so. Mm-hmm. Well, so you had to get used to the Indiana weather when you moved here then. Very much so. Very much. <laughs> I think I detected a sigh in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I just... I'm not a fan of the ice on the roads, <laughs> and uh, you know, for for us, we rarely ever get snow, so we will close everything down for the threat of snow. 
So yeah, it's it's been a, a big change coming up here, and it, I finally had to get a big winter coat, which I never <laughs> needed before. <laughs> well, but school for you may not have been closing because I think you might have been homeschooled, right? I was, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on those rare occasions that we did have snow, like. Um, usually my mom wouldn't go into work and my dad worked out of the house. So like we would still kind of have a snow day cause mom was home yeah. <laughs> and she would make us hot chocolate and, you know, so mm-hmm. we'd go out into the snow okay. and enjoy it since it was so rare. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting that you went to a college that I'd never heard of before. And yes. there's an interesting <laughs> story about how that came about. And um, there was Thomas Edison State College, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So how did all that work? Um, so I I actually went and uh, to this program that was called Verity College Education, um, and it was a special accelerated two year bachelor degree program, um, and they had a partnership with Thomas Edison. So um, unfortunately, Verity itself wasn't accredited. And so they had to go through Thomas Edison, um, and we transferred all of our credits and everything into Thomas Edison to get the official accredited bachelor degree program. So <laughs> there are lots of ways to get an education, aren't there? There are. There are. So it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you end up in uh, Indianapolis? Um, it, it was because of Verity. So they, they had their campus um, on the east side of Indy, actually. Okay. And so I came up here for two years to do that. And then I kept trying to go back home and to the <laughs> south and the warmth. And I just kept getting pulled back here somehow. So hmm. here I am. <laughs> so you joined uh, the Hendrix mm-hmm. Symphony Orchestra. Yes, I did. Uh, and um, was that uh, because you had you found out about the Hendrix Symphony Orchestra because someone talked to you about it, or how did that work? So I had actually been playing with them as a sub um, on and off for a couple of years. Um, one of my friends who are from here, uh, I believe they live close to Hendrix County, um, they... They had been playing for Hendrix for a little while, and they were like, hey, we need an extra violin or two. Do you want to play? And mm-hmm. so I came. I think it was for one of their veterans' concerts, and like I got on their list, and they, they've uh, continued to ask me back. And so they kind of knew who I was a little bit because um, I've played with them before, and I also knew some of their past concert masters. <laughs> so I had a little bit of a uh, an in. Um, through that so that helped I'm sure (laughs) it did it Mm -hmm. it definitely helps to know people (laughs) I will tell you that um, I started taking violin lessons at the ripe old age of well somewhere in my 50s 60s we'll talk about that (laughs) and my teacher was a a teenager Ah. Um, and um, I think that you taught as a teenager too is that right i did i i actually started um at least subbing when i was 14 wow yeah teaching (laughs) so long ago (laughs) yeah did you teach children primarily um when i was a little bit older i did 
actually have an adult student myself. Um, but mostly, I think my age range was somewhere around between five and 14, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, so. you probably inspired a lot of youngsters, and it's kind of uh, interesting to, <laughs> to teach young children and then find out later that they've succeeded in life. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever teaching job you have, I think that's an interesting part of part of teaching. Yeah. You're a teacher now, aren't you? I am. Yes. I have about 20 students right now wow. with a very wide age range. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. So, would you teach somebody my age? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no. I haven't had lessons uh, for 4 or 5 years now, so I uh-huh. that's that's interesting to me to know that you would yeah. even take me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you one thing, I've never played an instrument in my life, so I would never burden you with that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you should definitely Try go it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> so are you still a student yourself? I am. I'm actually pursuing my master's right now ah. um, at Butler University. <laughs> That's very ambitious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very excellent school. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is. I, I am loving it. It is a lot of work, though. <laughs> Definitely a higher level. So uh-huh. so you have a pretty widely balanced life that, that you teach, you uh, learn, and uh, perform. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, do you perform other than at in the uh, Hendrix Symphony Orchestra? I do. I, I actually have about uh, three or four other orchestras that I, I sub with, okay. uh, which means they basically call me in whenever one of their members either gets sick or can't do a concert or they just need a little bit extra help. Okay. So, yeah, so I do that pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Well, so as a part of the Hendrix um, Symphony Orchestra, how did you become concert master? Um, <laughs> that is a very interesting um, question. I'm not entirely sure how it <laughs> went about, <laughs> um, but I know uh, the previous concert master he ended up moving to Minnesota, I believe. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so they were in in need of a new concert master, and again, like I knew some people and had had some right connections, and I'd been playing with them um, for a while at that point. Um, so I got recommended to them by a couple different people, and uh, I ended up talking with the um, conductor, and um, he he ended up hiring me. So well, good, yay! You know, we actually interviewed Benjamin Del Vecchio, maestro, uh, um, yeah. and back in February. Okay, and he was an interesting person to talk with too. <laughs> yes, but. Um, as we were talking a little bit before we started here this evening, mm-hmm. the only thing that I know of that a co- concert master does mm-hmm. is I see the violinist stand up in front of the orchestra before the concert begins and yep. plays one note, and then everybody mm-hmm. seems to tune their instrument, yeah. but there must be more to it than that. There, there is a little bit more to it. Um, so the concert master is essentially the second in command. Ah. Um, is kind of a good way to think about it. So you have the conductor who's in charge <laughs> telling us all what, what to do, but the concert master is, um, one, one way it's been explained to me is it's, it's kind of the bridge um, between the orchestra and the conductor. Um, so like 
if there's any concerns or anything amongst the orchestra, it's their job to kind of communicate with the conductor or um, whoever. Um, another role of the concertmaster is they are a principal, um, which is a, a unique term, but um, because they are the first chair of that section, that means they are in charge of everyone in that section. So I am in charge of all of the violins, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Okay. So like any bowings, you know, it's my job to figure out bowings. If we have like articulation uh, discrepancies or anything like that, it's my decision and I have to make sure everyone's coordinated and on, what, what on exactly, the same page. What exactly do you mean by articulation discrepancies? Um, so like... <laughs> That, that's that's actually a very good question. So, like, um, the way that we play certain passages, you know, we can either do it with a smooth bowing or we could do it with an off-string bowing. Um, so it's, like, each different type of bowing gets a different color. Um, like, it could be more energetic or it could be a little bit more calm. And so sometimes you don't always know what to do or sometimes you want to change things um, depending on the piece. Uh, I don't know if that is kind of... Kind of does. Like, give me an example of color. Um, What would be your energetic color? So let's let's say um, we're doing the Nutcracker, okay? Oh, perfect. Yes. (laughs) I know that music really well. Okay, so like... um, (laughs) Let's see. What would be, be a good example? Let's let's take Mother Ginger. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone knows Mother Ginger, and it's it's a very exciting piece. So you often want a more off the string bowing and well, lots, ma- lots of just for those who have not yeah. seen the Nutcracker or those oh, who have Mother yeah. Ginger. Uh, comes out and it's 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 somebody walking across the stage in a mm-hmm. huge dress. Yes, and they're elevated. Yes, and yeah. so but there are all these kids underneath Mother yeah. Ginger's dress, and and then the dress yes. opens. It's kind of like Mother Hubbard. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. dress opens and all yeah. these kids come running out and they yes. do acrobats and do all kinds of yes. things. And it's a high point of the show. Yes, yeah. So it's Just, a, it's a very energetic um, and exciting piece uh, or dance really um and so like we want a more off the string bowing where and using really fast bows so it, it really captures that energy okay of all the kids running around and having fun um if we were to do like a more on the string bowing it wouldn't capture that energy that we want for that particular piece so it would be a little bit you know it you would see lots of movement on the stage, but you would kind of get this dull, um, flat feel to it, and it wouldn't be as exciting. Um, whereas, like, another one of the dances, the Arabian Night, mm-hmm. okay? That's, mm-hmm. like, a very uh, <laughs> moody kind of piece. Very and, moody. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've so. just given me a whole new appreciation for background yeah. music, particularly in movies. Oh, yeah. Because you often hear strings in the background, and it oh, can yeah. get your heart beating really fast. Yes. <laughs> or it can make it very suspenseful. Yes. Or yeah. it can bring you down. Now yeah. I'm understanding how that's music. Oh, yes. Being, yeah. Yeah. No. So, anyways, like... Um, those type of decisions with um, like the bow and the color and whatnot, that's kind of my uh, my job mm. is like I have to decide that and make sure I communicate with the whole string section. 
Um, and oftentimes, like, we try to coordinate bowings between, like, first violins and second violins and cellos and violas and whatnot. So I got to communicate with the other principals to make so sure. So that's the narrative? Just to bring it back around, that's what we're talking here? Yeah. The, the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah so. That's very interesting. Yeah. And uh, for a person uh, who doesn't know much mm-hmm. about bowing or yeah. <laughs> or even music, I think that's a very good explanation since okay. I didn't start playing until I was you know yeah. quite an adult <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even understand that all violin bows should go up at the same time and down yes. at the same time <laughs> and so yeah. I didn't see that in the music and so mm-hmm. that had to ex- had to be explained to me but yeah it's a visual as well as yeah. the sound yeah. so no and like um, it really does make a big difference having everyone, um, everyone's bow go up at the same time and down at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. surprisingly hard to coordinate, especially if you have 20, 30 violins. Not bad. Um, trying to play sometimes very complicated, fast music, trying to get everyone's bow to go the same way. So Interesting. Yeah. As you um, explained the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. um, I have a friend whose daughter is... Mother Ginger. Mother Ginger. Mm-hmm. Ah. In the upcoming production at yeah. Butler of The Nutcracker. And so she's talked oh, really? to me. Yeah, she's okay. talked to me about how how uh, fun her granddaughter. I'm okay. Saying, yeah. Uh, yeah. How much fun that is to watch. And yeah. since the granddaughter at only age 12 is fairly tall, mm-hmm. I can see why that would be an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to the violin playing, though. Mm-hmm. Um I, what is your ambition? Do you have something that you'd like to do in the future that is beyond what you're doing now? Or um, maybe you own your own studio? Or um, see, I, uh, I'm kind of taking it uh, one year at a time. But mm-hmm. like my, my plan at this point is to continue to pursue teaching. Um, specifically, oh. like I, I kind of went away from music for a little bit after I graduated and um, I ended up teaching kind of on the side mm-hmm. a little bit, and like I, I loved it so much that I ended up quitting my other job <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to pursue teaching and performing full time. So like I definitely want to continue to build up my uh, teaching studio and um, student base, but I, I also have gotten more into performing. So I, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those like I. I want both, <laughs> both sides of the picture. It's so. nice to have both of those things that you're looking forward to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, where you teach right now is right here in Hendricks County, right? It is, yeah. Uh-huh. And is it Avon? It, uh, it is primarily, like, we do teach also in Plainfield, like a bunch of Plainfield and Brownsburg. So it's kind of that whole... Oh area that we try to reach who's, out to. Who's we? Um, so I work for a, a studio, studio called Gain Music Academy. Um, we just changed our name from Noteworthy oh, Music. Um, yeah. <laughs> now I'm with you. Yeah, yes. okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we just made this change like six months ago, so it's still kind of new just a little bit. But so it's um, right now it's uh, only three teachers, but we're trying to grow our student uh, student base and even 
we've started teaching viola and cello now yeah. as well. And we want to do um, some more group classes and stuff like that. So um, I, I teach with them and I teach with two other wonderful ladies <laughs> and um, amazing musicians themselves. So like I love getting to teach there and um, like this, this is such a perfect area because there aren't a lot of teachers Mm-hmm. in the Avon Plainfield area. So that's true. Well, that's yeah. that's interesting. Now you mentioned cello earlier when mm-hmm. you were talking about your family, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so your group teaches mostly viol- violin. Yes. But yeah. maybe cello sometime in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a a ch- potential cello uh teacher right now. Oh. We just need to um let people in the community know that so that's that's the tricky thing we gotta tell people we, uh-huh. te- we teach cello now too okay. that's, <laughs> so. that's good to know yeah okay well you sure have a wide variety of interests and in, in um performing and teaching and mm-hmm. uh and learning <laughs> yeah i think that's quite interesting um anything you can tell us about uh, what you're doing at butler and you said that you're working on your master's mm-hmm. um anything else that is interesting there that you'd like to talk about or any hmm. other learning opportunities that you um are looking at well i kind of noticed in the notes that uh, you're working alongside larry shapiro yes so maybe yeah. you can tell us a little bit about <laughs> working with him um it has definitely been an experience working with him he is such an amazing teacher but he he knows so much um like even just sitting and listening to his stories has been like uh very incredible (laughs) but he's he's such a sweet person um but like even within the first couple months of taking lessons from him man, like my, my brain is exploding. (laughs) Like I thought I knew things, but then like I started taking from him and, oh, I have so much left to learn. (laughs) That's a great thing to know. There's more out there that you can, you can learn. Yeah. 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 No, he's, it's, it's definitely been an experience. Is that all part of the Jordan School of Music? I only know a little bit about Butler's performing arts program but yeah. i know jordan is very very well respected yes yeah. so this is part of the yes. school of music yeah. which is also encompasses dance all kinds of performing yes. arts yeah yeah no so have you have you actually been performing in the new um clues theater um a little bit we're actually right right now in the midst of putting on the nutcracker like the full a ballet right. and production and so like we just had our first rehearsal last night with all the dancers, um, which is all going to be in Clues uh, Hall. Now, I know that the dancers are all students. Yes. So are all the musicians yeah. as well? Yes. I I think we um, had to hire like one or two extra horns, but everyone else is all students. So it's a, it's great, a really good well, It's orchestra. an excellent performance. <laughs> yeah, it really it's, is all it's put together. Really good. Particularly yeah. considering everybody's a student. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's just a, an off-the-wall question for you. Okay. So um, you perform with the symphony. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, have you ever ventured out into other kinds of music, say uh, fiddle kind of music, country music, <laughs> or um, popular music? Only like 
just a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I've I've tried fiddle music some, mm-hmm. um, and like I I do end up having to play a lot of pop stuff for like weddings. Yes. Uh, so I do do that a little bit. Um, I'm not the best improv person. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that that's just never been my uh, best skill set. So I've kind of always been just on the the sidelines and dip my toes in a little bit but like I've always wanted to get more into fiddle music and um, a little country Mm -hmm. I I do love a little country music that's kind of fun but yeah Yeah. one of these days (laughs) it's another place you can go another another adventure for you exactly (laughs) (laughs) well we sure have enjoyed talking with you today yeah and I've, I've learned some things to do I've today. learned a great deal. Good. Awesome. Good. I really have. It's been really exciting. Yeah. The next time I listen to the soundtrack in a movie, when I'm in a movie theater, I'll think yes. of you. Oh, well, good. Yay. <laughs> I'm thinking about the narrative. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, um, if you're a teacher at heart, you kind of mm-hmm. teach without even realizing it sometimes, I think. Yeah. In, in yep. whatever teaching venue you, yep. your endeavor is. Well, it's been nice having you here today, and um, one of the things we'd like to wind up with is that um, this is our um, closing out of our run of -hmm. stage and stuff. It sure is. And we have had a wonderful time, haven't we, Peg? Oh my gosh, we have. It's been one of the highlights of my life, really, because I've always loved doing radio and to have a show like this and and let... me be your co-host. I thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you came. Um, actually, we want to also thank Duke Energy for being our a sponsor for this mm-hmm. whole year. And you know what? If there are any of you out there right now who would like to sponsor this show and keep stage and stuff going, you can uh, contact WYRZ and um, talk with Shane, and we could get a new host and continue this show because we're just getting a good start, aren't we? We really are, and it is so much fun. And I'll tell you, even though this is closing out our run, I'm going to be watching you. Because oh, now yes. I know Thank so you. much about you okay. that when I go to see the symphony, that I'll be watching yeah. oh, and wonderful. cheering. I should oh, say yay. I'll be watching <laughs> and cheering for you. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Angela. And um, we um, are winding up our year and look forward to 2020 and see what's happening in stage and stuff. And yes, we'll be standing just by. Remember, even though we may not be on there, there's still lots of stuff out of there. Mm-hmm. There is. Thank you so much. Duke Energy offers these three tips for understanding your bill. Change air filters on a regular basis. A dirty air filter makes an HVAC system work harder and use more energy. Set your thermostat as high as comfortable. The smaller the difference between the inside and outside temperatures, the lower your energy bill will be. Close blinds and curtains on sunny days. This public service announcement is sponsored by Duke Energy.